Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little one-on-one card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about all the green cards, of course, at 2021 in a more casual fashion. If you're looking for something that's going to help you be competitive or give you that edge for pre-release, you've come to the wrong show because we're going to talk about, we are going to talk about limited and sealed, but we're also going to talk about standard, historic, EDH, and maybe even some of the card art as well too for some of these cards and whatever else I feel like talking about with the cards. So uh, before we begin, uh, let's get some announcements out of the way. Uh, Magic Wizzoobie can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. If you want to help support the show, you can support the show at patreon.com slash And you can find me on Twitter at magicwizzoobie, on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. And you can reach out to me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com. And here are two quick little ads to get out of the way here. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... An army? Yeah, exactly! A normie! Well, have I got the show for you, the all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby. Together, we host the all-new Magic, Magic for, for normies. normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing Magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash pixiekittenplays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Plays. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic Wazubi RSS feed. Magic for normies. All right, so we are starting off the green cards, of course, at 2021 with a doozy. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this actually got reprinted. When was the last time this got reprinted? What, the the Masters 25th anniversary set? M25? Masters 25? And when was the last time this was even legal in standard? What, back during Kamigawa? Holy crap. So Azusa, Lost But Seeking, for two and a green, legendary creature, human monk, it's a 1-2. You may play two additional lands on each of your turns. If you don't pack one, pick one this, you are just sorely mistaken. This is if we didn't have enough problems with ramp in standard right now. Um, This is just going to make ramp even crazier. I'm glad this is also getting a reprint because this is a much sorely needed reprint for EDH. Um, great EDH playable card, of course, any kind of ramp card. Um, this is going to make Historic even crazier. Um, it's I'm just super surprised this is seeing a reprint at all. Like it's I'm, I'm happy, but super surprised as well, too. Um, I mean, what more do I say about this? It's, it's insanity. It's such a good card. Uh, next up, we've got 
Burl Fist Oak for two double green. It's a tree folk creature. It's a two three. Whenever you draw a card, Burl, Bur, Burl Fist Oak gets plus two plus two until end of turn. So, you know, by turn five, if you play this on curve, so by turn five, uh, you will have a four five each turn because it's you're always going to draw a card. The only time this isn't going to be a four or five is, you know, um, if it gets killed on its first turn or if it gets killed before your draw step. So, you know, it's awesome. So whenever you draw a card and then you can pump this up even more if you keep continuously drawing cards. So it's not, that's actually not too bad of a card for limited there. Next up, we've got canopy stalker. I love the art of this. Uh, three and a green, it's a cat creature, it's a 4-2. This must be blocked if able. When this dies, you gain one life for each creature that died this turn. It's okay, it's okay. It's an, it's a neat way to see some life gain for green there, and must be blocked if able. I mean, a 4-2, that's pretty weak. This would not be very high on my pick list at all for sealed or draft here, but I gotta say the best thing about this card is the art. Uh, just a cat dangling, or not dangling, but hanging up in a tree and about to strike some prey. Looks like some antelope or something like that. Next up, we've got a card that we, um, this is a brand new card, right? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this card before. Pretty weird card, too. I feel like it doesn't fit the theme of the set or something like that. Um, pretty strange card. It's Colossal Dreadmaw. Uh, four double green dinosaur trample, six, six. I mean, it's okay. It's okay, I don't know why, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird card to put in here. Uh, next up, we've got Cultivate. Um, When was the last time Cultivate was in standard? What, M10, M11, M12, something like that? Um, Tuna Green Sorcery, search your library for up to two basic land cards, reveal those cards, put one on the battlefield tapped, and the other into your hand, then shuffle your library. Now, it's good this is seeing a reprint, even though this does get reprinted in commander sets almost every year. This is always one of those uncommon cards it's at least always a one to two dollars and it's because every single green deck is going to want this card in edh and the fact that this is going to be printed in standard and with a standard set in paper it should hopefully bring the price down but now that this is going to be in standard along with azusa and along with also historic being an arena oh my gosh ramp is getting crazy oh my gosh um yeah ramp is ramp is just crazy here uh early pick for sure in draft because you want that ramp up really really bad there <laughs> next up we've got drowsing tyranodon it's a one in a green dinosaur creature. It's a 3-3 three, three. with Defender. As long as you control a creature with power 4 or greater, this can attack as though it didn't have Defender. So in something like green, it's not too hard to get something with power 4 or greater. And so this isn't that bad of a card, but this would be a mid to late pick card more than anything. Next up, we've got Elder Gargaroth, a three double green beast creature. It's 6-6. 6-6 six, six. Six, six for 5. Um, okay, so that's pretty crazy on its own. Has Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's a little bit crazy. And whenever this attacks or blocks, choose one. Create a 3-3 green beast creature token. You gain three life. Draw a card. Um. What? This, this is... Okay, green is getting a little out of control we i thought bane slayer angel was an amazing reprint it is a it is a very very good reprint but then 
Green gets something like this that is just bonkers. Yeah, of course this is a pack one pick one. I mean, how would you not pick this first thing? How would you not play this in any single kind of limited deck? Unless you have zero green cards, you know, then, you know, hey, I'd splash green anyway for just for this card. Um, this is just stupid crazy good. I mean, mono green Stompy is going to be insane and historic. Heck, maybe even standard for a little bit. Who knows? Jeez. Oh, next up, we've got Feline Sovereign, two and a green. It's a cat creature. It's a rare. It's a two, three. Other cats you control get plus one, plus one, and have protection from dogs. Whenever one or more cats you control deal damage to a player, deal combat damage to a player, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment that player controls. Dogs beg, cats lay claim. Ooh, I love the flavor text of that. So a 2-3 three for 3 is not bad, but then it pumps up your other cats and have protection from dogs. Um, we have seen there are, there are quite a bit of cats in white and green, as we've seen so far. And there are a few in, I think, some of the other colors, but not as many. So as far as like limited goes, I'd probably pack one, pick one this, mainly because of the second thing where... You get to destroy artifacts or enchantments, and that's always handy to have, for sure. And this is going to be EDH playable, for sure, because I'm even going to be working on a cat-dog deck. And can't wait to play that. Um, Yeah, so it's a good card. Next up, we've got Fierce Empath. For two and a green, it's an elf creature. It's a 1-1. One, one. When this enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card. Whenever any mana cost six or greater, reveal it. Put it into your hand and shuffle your library. So this is a reprint, if I'm... If I'm remembering correctly. And I don't even remember the last time this was reprinted. But it's nice to see it again. But for something like this in Limited. Yeah it's really handy for uh, tutoring up your bomb in Limited here. So definitely worth having. Uh, will this see any kind of play like in Constructed, Standard, or Historic? Maybe? Maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Next up, we've got Fungal Rebirth. For two and a green, it's an instant. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. If a creature died this turn, create two 1-1 one, one green sapperling uh, creature tokens as well. So you get to return target permanent card from your hand. Awesome. So it's a recursion effect. And you have the possibility of creating some sapperlings as well, too. And it's not a bad card. It's not about three mana. Seems appropriately costed there. An early to mid pick if I'm going heavy into green. Next up, we've got Garuk Unleashed for two double green. It's a Garuk Planeswalker. It starts off with four loyalty. His plus one gives you up to one target creature, gets plus three, plus three, and gains trample until end of turn. Okay, not bad. His neg two, create a three, three green beast creature token. Then if an opponent controls more creatures than you, put a loyalty counter on Garuk Unleashed. Okay, I, I kind of like that. It's not just the simple, you know, hey, create a beast token and that's it. His Neg 7, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your end step, you may search your library for a creature card, put on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Ooh, okay, so a constant tutor effect that you get to put out on the battlefield. So let's look at the Planeswalker by itself here. So it does protect itself, which is good. You always want a Planeswalker that can protect itself. Four mana does seem appropriately costed. It does not seem that powerful. Most of the time... I would say most of the time you play this, you're going to want to do the negative two to create a 3-3 green beast creature token, unless you're, 
you know, you're playing something like Stompy and you need to pump up one of the creatures to deal some more damage, which, you know, it's not bad, but it's it seems like a right kind of balance Planeswalker. doesn't seem too, too strong. So I like it. I like it. I mean, pack one, pick one, of course, and I think this will see some kind of constructed play. Um, any kind of like standard or historic like green stompy type deck. And there's something in my eye right now. Don't know what's going on. Uh, next up, we've got Garuk's Gorehorn. For four and a green, it's a beast creature. It's a 7-3, and that's it. Um, this These are the kind of creatures you need to watch out for. So while seven power is great, the toughness is where it really lacks. And since it doesn't have any kind of trample, you're better off maybe looking for something else. I mean, if you can give this trample, great. Like, if you give this trample with Garuk Unleashed, awesome. Otherwise, I'd kind of stay away from it. Maybe mid to late pick. You know, one of those stick picks. Next up, we've got Garuk's Harbinger. It is one double green. It's a beast creature. It's a 4-3. Has Hexproof from black. Okay, not bad. When this deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, look at that many cards from the top of your library. You may reveal a creature card or Garrick planeswalker card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Okay, that's not bad. So when it deals combat damage to a player, look at that many cards. So you get to look at four cards to basically scry four in a sense. Um, yeah, pack one, pick one for sure. Um, just the fact that you get to possibly scry four in your deck. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I love it. All right, next up, we've got Garuk's Uprising for Tuna Green. When this enters the battlefield, if you control a creature with power four or greater, draw a card. Hey, not bad. Creatures you control have trample. Okay, even better. Whenever creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Okay, so it's... I kind of like this a lot for an enchantment. Yeah, for EDH, heck yes. Um, playing a kind of, you know, big creature deck like that. I, I like this a lot. Um... Giving all my creatures trample. That is a really useful enchantment, especially unlimited. So this would almost be kind of high in my pick if I know I'm going to go heavy into green here. I like it. I like it a lot and definitely EDH playable. Hell yes. Um, and see, and this is what I've been talking about before, like in other episodes, the power creep. Years ago, this would have been a rare. And now it's an uncommon. It's It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Next up, we've got Gnarled Sage for three double green. It's a tree folk druid creature. It's a 4-4 four, four with reach. As long as you've drawn two or more cards this turn, Gnarled Sage gets plus 0, plus 2, and has vigilance. So green is now the new blue where it gets to draw cards and have awesome effects like that. And hey, you know, this is a pretty decent uncommon as well. So a five mana 4-4 four, four with reach, that's not too bad to try to get rid of those pesky flying creatures. Next up is a reprint that I am extremely excited to see. Um, only because this card has like kind of shot up in price the past few years. And I kind of wish I didn't sell all my copies. I used to have like 10 copies of this and kind of sold them all but like a few. So Heroic Intervention. One in a green instant. Permanent to control. Gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Super good card. Especially if you're doing like an aggro deck like Gruel, Gruel Aggro or Gruel Midrange or something. This is so useful against board wipes and 
stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't doesn't take care of exile effects, but heck, board wipes like Shatter the Skies or Wrath of God or anything like that. Super useful. Love it that this is reprinted here, and I'm probably going to hate playing against it. Next up, we've got Hunter's Edge. For three and a green, it's a sorcery. Put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Then that creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. So it's a similar kind of fight card that we see a lot in green. Um, pretty decent card. Pretty decent-ish removal. That's the thing with green is green kind of lacks that removal. So it has, that, has these kind of cards here or has more fighting cards. So it's not bad. It, if you're heavy into green, this is going to be the kind of card your removal that you want um, but it only really works if you have creatures out if you don't have creatures out that's the downside to it next up we've got invigorating surge for tuna green instant put a 1-1 counter on target creature control then double the number of 1-1 counters on that creature so hey um so put a 1-1 counter on target creature control then you're gonna so if it has no counters on it it's gonna have two two one one counters then on that creature so that's not too bad, actually. I, I kind of like that. Uh, three mana to pump it up a 2-2 permanently. I mean, not the worst. Not the worst. I like it. I like it. I mean, I mean it could be a good combat trick, too. Especially if you've got, uh, you know, some counters on something else, you know. Next up, we've got Joel Riel, uh, Moanvali Recluse. One in a green, it's a human druid legendary creature. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a 2-2 green cat creature token. You can pay four double green until end of turn. Creatures you control have base power and toughness XX, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Okay, so it's a, it's a two mana 1-2, and whenever you draw your second card each turn, you create a green cat creature token. Okay, I love the art of this, by the way. It's awesome. I love it. Um, but I'm trying to think here. So in something like limited, you're going to need something to have this be useful. You're going to want something that's going to allow you to draw cards over and over again. At least two cards a turn, right, for this to be useful. Um, otherwise, it's kind of okay-ish. I mean, not, not even really that good. Um, I'd be very wary about a pack one pick one for this. Next up, we've got Life Goes On. For one green instant, you gain four life. Every creature died this turn, you gain eight life instead. I like the Amonkhet art for this. I really hope we go back to Amonkhet. I mean, I know we are going to go back to Amonkhet, but um, I, I I really enjoyed Amonkhet. I, I, I liked Hour of Devastation. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, but I really enjoyed the flavor of Amonkhet more. Um, so, But as far as this card goes, it's okay. I mean, if you have something that... If you have a card or creature that benefits from gaining life, yeah, this is good. But otherwise, this is like a mid to late pick for sure. Next up, we've got Lanawar Visionary for two and a green. It's an elf druid creature. It's a 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two for three. Not too bad. Whenever, when Lanawar Visionary enters the battlefield, draw a card and you can tap this to add green. So they took Lanawar Elves and Elvish Visionary and they had a baby and this is what you get. Um, It's really not a bad card. I mean, obviously Elvish Visionary and... Um, Lanawar Elves is better, but, you know, I, I don't think we're probably going to get Lanawar Elves again, like a one-mana mana dork anytime soon, especially with the amount of ramp green has right now. Don't be surprised if we don't see Lanawar Elves for a while here. So this is what we have at this point. I mean, um, the 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 one Hexproof 
mana tappers better right now, but she is rot Paradise Druid. Paradise Druid is rotating out this fall, so we've got this, but Gilded Goose will probably be the go-to mana dork for standard, if I had to assume so. I'm, I'm only guessing here. We don't know what Zendikar is going to bring. So, it's not a bad card. Um, you, you know, definitely allows you to draw a card and tap for green. It's kind of the kind of card that I'd look more towards the early pick more than anything. Next up, we've got Ornery Dilophosaur for three and a green. It's a dinosaur creature. It's a two-two with Death Touch. Whenever Ornery Dilophosaur attacks, if you control a creature power four or greater, this gets plus two plus two until end of turn. So in green, that's not hard to get at all. And a 4-4 Death Touch is nothing to sneeze at. And even if you never, ever want to attack with this, it's always good to hold back and have a blocker to threaten your opponent with. If they try to swing in with their big creature, boom, you got Death Touch, bam, they're dead. Next up, we've got a reprint of Porticullus Vine. It's a 1 green plant wall defender. It's a 0-3. You can pay 2 to tap this, sack a creature, defender, draw a card. So you can sack itself and draw a card. Boom, you get some extra cards in hand. More of a mid to late pick more than anything. But it's nice to see it back again. Uh, next up, we've got probably one of my favorite arts of M21. I've said this a lot during this whole complete set review. Uh, Pride Malkin. 2 and a green, it's a cat creature, it's a 2-1. When this enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Each creature you control with a 1-1 counter on it has trample. So I love the kitty on this because it's one of those, hey, I'm all special kitty and you can't mess with me. Look at me, I'm cute, just pet me, but don't touch me. Um, so the Sinzerbet put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. So you could put a 1-1 counter on itself and you could also give it trample as well. So it's not a bad little card, not a bad common at all. Next up, we've got Primal Might for X and a green. It's a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus X, plus X until end of turn. Then it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So, once again, like I said, this is more removal. It is it is at rare, so would this be a pack one, pick one? I'd be very cautious about pack one, pick one, this card here, because you want to be looking for something else. This is a definitely like maybe a pack two or pack three pack one or pick one pack one whatever you know like in your second or third pack, <coughs> pack. Ooh, excuse me there um but otherwise it's okay it's okay uh we've got query and dryad for one and a green it's a dryad creature it's a one one whenever you cast a spell that's white blue black or red put a one one counter and query and dryad so it's it's okay it's decent and plus it, um, you know, most of the time in limited anyway, you are going to be playing a second color. So you have the possibility of pumping this up even more. So it's not too bad. Uh, next up, we've got Ranger's Guile for one green. It's an instant target creature you control. Gets plus one, plus one, and gains hexproof until end of turn. Really good uh, combat trick or saving one of your creatures as well, too. It's nice to see this reprinted. Pretty decent, you know, mid to late pick more than anything. Next up, we've got another reprint, uh, Return to Nature, one in a green instant. Choose one, destroy target artifact or enchantment or exile target card from a graveyard. This is always a really handy sideboard type card more than anything in limited and in constructed as well too. O always a very handy uh, sideboard card. Next up, we've got Run Afoul for one green. It's an instant target opponent sacks a creature with flying. I mean, once again, another kind of decent sideboard card in limited where and hey i even like that it's an instant as well too so they could play that flying creature boom in response after it enters the battlefield you play that and they have to sack it i like it 
Um, next up, we've got Sabertooth Mauler for three and a green. It's a cat creature. It's a 3-3 three, three at the beginning of your end step if a creature has died this turn. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on Sabertooth Mauler and untap it. And it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I mean, especially if they block it and it dies, you just pump this up even stronger. So I hope the idiot who introduced these creatures to the jungle was their first meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Kind of agree. All right, next up, we've got Sanctum of Fruitful Harvest. For two and a green, it's a legendary enchantment shrine. At the end of your pre-combat main phase, add X mana of any one color, where X is number of shrines you control. So, you know, at most, like, I'm trying to think of this in limited format. Um, it's The green one's pretty decent because, you know, you're going to be able to add mana and helps you ramp up and play bigger spells, right? Um, as far as something like constructed, like historic or standard, something like, especially historic with the shrine control deck that's out there, this could be a decent addition to it because some, especially if you're doing like four color shrines or five color shrines, that mana base can be pretty difficult to have. And this can just help you out. Maybe a, a certain color that you really need one of, um, so anyways, next up, we've got another surprising reprint. Um, we have not seen this card since M14, I want to say. Because I know this has been reprinted in some supplemental sets, I think. Um, but that's Scavenging Ooze. It's one in a green, it's an ooze creature. It's a 2-2, two, two. you can pay one green and exile target card from a graveyard. If it was a creature card, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Scavenging Ooze and you gain one life. I feel like we kind of needed this a little bit earlier, maybe last year, but I am glad to see this nonetheless. Um, it is a very good reprint. And it's, I'm glad to see it. I'll be interested to see how this will affect Standard as well, too, in the coming months. Next up, we've got another reprint of Satession Training. This came out in Theros, I want to say. Uh, one in a green, it's an enchantment aura. Enchant creature you control. When this enters the battlefield, draw a card. Okay, cool. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus oh, and has trample. Okay, even better. I mean, we've seen this card before. It's a great card. Um, the draw you're basically paying two mana to draw a card and you pump up a creature as well too it, it's yeah if i know i'm going green th this is the kind of enchantment aura that i would want even um you know even if i put it on a creature i don't really care that much of just the drawing effect is really good next up we've got skyway sniper for one green it's an elf archer it's a one two with reach you can pay two and a green, and it deals one damage to target creature with flying. Then that can be useful. So, so a one-two for one—that's pretty good. With and it has reach, and you know that dealing one damage to target creature flying can be more useful than you really think. So, I like it. I like it. Not a maybe early to mid pick, more than more mid pick, I think, in draft. Next up, we've got Snare Spinner. One and a green spider with reach. It's a 1-3. Whenever this blocks a creature with flying, Spare, Center, Spare Spinner the Snare Spinner gets plus 2 plus 0 until end of turn. So essentially, possibly making it a 3-3, which as far as spiders go, I mean, we've seen better. It's not bad or anything like that, but it has the possibility of pumping itself. And this would be more of a creature that I would more hold back more than anything and not attack too much with it unless I knew I could get in and attack with. Next up, we've got Spore Web Weaver for two and a green. It's a spider creature. It's a 1-4. has reach. Hexproof from blue. Whenever Spore, spore Web Weaver is dealt damage, bleh, some of these are tongue twisters, you gain one life and create a 1-1 one, one green sapperling creature token. So whenever it's dealt damage, you create the green green, the green green, the one one green snapper. 
sapperling creature token. Oh my gosh, I can't talk now. Um, so, not a pack one pick one, I think. I mean, I'd be kind of hesitant about this. This would be sort of, I think, similar to like Snare Spinner, where I'd hold back on this and use this as a blocker because I'd want to create those Sapperling creature tokens, which, you know, has a good, good go-wide strategy if you're trying to do that in limited. Otherwise, it's, it's okay. It's okay, I think. Next up, we've got good old Thrashing Brontodon. Uh, this is its second reprint now, I think, because I think it was reprinted last year. One double green dinosaur, it's a 3-4. You can pay one to sack this and destroy target artifact or enchantment. A 3-mana three 3-4 three just by itself is pretty dang good, and this is, th this is just an all-around generally good card. So yeah, it's early to mid-pick more than anything. Next up, we've got another reprint of Titanic Growth. For one and a green, it's an instant. Target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. So, not bad. I mean, it's, it's like Giant Growth, but more Titanic-like, and it's a good pump spell. It's something that you're going to want if you're heavy and green. Next up, we've got Trackdown. For one and a green, it's a sorcery. You scry three, then reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature or land card, draw a card. Okay, cool. So, hell, even if you end up so a two mana scry three that allows you to essentially draw a card for two mana in green. That is really good. And you have a high chance of revealing a creature or land card and something like draft. Yes. Would, could this be constructed playable? Possibly. I mean, adventurous impulse, I feel is a bit better than this. And I only say that because I got to preview that card back in Dominaria, but this is this is good and limited. I like this a lot. It helps you dig through your deck. Even if you whiff on no lands or no creatures, you're still you're still better off. That, oh, I love it. I love it. Next up, we've got Truffle Snout for two and a green. It's a boar creature. It's a two-two. When this enters the battlefield, choose one, put a one-one counter on Truffle Snout, or you gain four life. Most of the time, I'm gonna want to put a one-one counter on Truffle Snout, and this art is so cute. It's a little pig looking like sniffing mushrooms, and he looks so happy. And I wish him nothing but the best. And if you ever do anything to harm him, you shall exact vengeance. I shall exact vengeance on you, or something like that. Um, so. It's pretty decent card. Pretty decent for a common as well. So most of the time, most of the time, you're going to want the 1-1 one, one counter. So a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three is not bad at all for you, you know. Next up, we've got Warden of the Woods. For 4 double green, it's a tree folk creature. It's a 5-7 with Vigilance. Whenever Warden of the Woods becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, you may draw two cards. Yeah. Okay, a 5-7 for 6. That's not bad at all, and especially with how easy ramp is. A 5-7 with Vigilance, yes. And then if they try to kill it, hey, you draw two cards. Yes. Early pick, early, early, early. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Next up, we've got Wildwood Scourge for X and a green. It's a Hydra creature. It's a 0-0. Zero, zero. This ends our battlefield with X, 1-1 one, one counters. Whenever one or more 1-1 one, one counters are put on another non-Hydra creature you control, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Wildwood Scourge. So... You know, it's it's not bad. You're gonna you're gonna obviously put a couple counters on this, and if you have ways of putting counters on other creatures, you just pump this up. So so even if you never ever get the second part of this, it's a decent card in limited and might be an early to mid pick, um more than anything. 
And yeah, that, that's all the green cards there. Wow. So there you have it. Those are all the green cards of M21. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. Um, really, really, I love talking about these cards. And I'm really kind of liking this new format of just being super casual about this instead of really trying to figure out, oh my gosh, is this good or not? I mean, yeah, I'll talk about if they're good or not, at least in my opinion or whatever. But I'm, I'm kind of liking this more casual, laissez-faire type um type review here it's it's made it easier and more fun for me and not just so much of a drag or anything so i hope you enjoyed the episode next episode we will it will be probably a little bit shorter because we're going to go over the multicolored and the colorless and artifact cards and some of the land cards and there's not too many of them but we're going to discuss them nonetheless and it's the last episode of the m21 set review and there was only six episodes this time because there's barely any multicolored cards so hope you all enjoyed it and thank you all for watching and listening. Have a good night.